Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Darlings, darlings, welcome back to Vagina Talks. It's happening. Sophia Wise One here with you, Vagina Talks style. Here we go. Okay. Let's talk about learning, shall we? Let's talk about a deep dive into the abyss and loss of self from which we can emerge. Let's talk about how we have to give up everything we know sometimes to make space to hear clearly. So if you are an old Vagina Talks listener and you are returning in this great resurrection of this show, welcome back. If you are joining me for the first time, hello and welcome. Vagina Talks is a place where I share and spew some stories and listenings and insights and skills and I bring people on from all over the globe and all over the skill sets to help us educate and re educate, unlearn the things that have been so toxic to our vitality and learn new things that bring vibrancy and wholeness into our heart, into our root, into our genitals, into our well-being. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Vagina Talks. We're back in the game. So this show is a solo show right now. I have a couple episodes coming up recorded with some guests. We're just talking about the things, talking about sex and body and knowing and healing and white supremacy and the insanity that has been the patriarchal cooking soup that is so damaging. We're going to talk about all those things because we got to talk about all those things. When we talk about coming back to our own body, when we talk about coming back to our own power, when we talk about resurrecting our holy temple, we talk about being in our sacred remembering, our holy, holy place. We do that by recognizing and reconciling and reckoning the places in which that sanctuary, that wholeness, that beauty, that 
fabulousness, that spectacular, juicy, wonderful, kind, equitable, just sane landscape got torn asunder. And we need to look at, I believe, I understand for myself, I have had to look at the places where not only was tattered and torn upon me, tattered and torn in my ancestry, but the places where I have perpetuated tattering and tearing the wellness of my own being or the wellness of anyone or anything else. <sighs> I don't mean to be like heavy handed or or sometimes it's nice. A little heavy hand is nice. You know, it's like that can be a little, <laughs> a little bit of a heavy hand can be solidifying in a way, kind of help me find my space in existence. You know, we are in a time where a lot of people are wakening wakening up. That's how it feels. It's a it's awake. It's awakening up of this process. It's this jolting away. It's this shaking about. It's this pulling each other up out of our sleeps. Um, for some of us, it's a ringing in the ear. For some of us, it's an ache in our bodies. For some of us, it's it's a it's a numbness. It's an un it's an it's a it's a checking out or an unavailability because it's been so much. There's a resting, there's a surrendering, there's a a checking out or a or a disconnecting, a going under. Sometimes that's part of the journey. So right as I uh shifted. I did a brand shift. I was like, oh, now I know what I'm here to do. I'm going to do this different thing. Like vagina talks is great, but I'm really just going to go into this medicine collar thing. And so when I did that, what I was really doing, I, I was completely collapsing. <laughs> I was like a supernova into myself. And uh, I really had to reckon the truth of the ways in which I was unstable at my core that made me an unstable <laughs> company or landscape company, both a, a business company, that's true, but I just meant company with people, but yes, all of the above, an unstable place um, for things to become stable. And, you know, when we're on a journey and we're healing and we're healing each other, not even just professionally, just like as we're walking each other home, as we're keeping each other company, as we're having these epiphanies and, and healings along the way, you know, you don't have to be like perfect to be useful, you know, like, you know, just when you're feeling a little bit more up and someone's feeling a little down, the company between the two of you can really bring both people up, right? And so I know that I have cultivated and I had cultivated a mass amount of self-knowledge and stability and self-awareness and self-responsibility and like self-ownership and self-pleasuring and self-being you know, that I could really sit in the company of a lot of people and say, I have something to share. Like, that's totally true. We're always valuable just in our existence. We have, we have value and, and wisdom in, in our being, especially if we're willing to sit in the presence of our own being, then what comes forth is our own kind of inherent wisdom and majesty. So that's true, okay? And I, and I say that that's true for me. And, and the more we call in and the more we say, I'm here and I'm available for you to lean on, the more we need to be stable and strong to be something that's to be leaned on, you know? And, and that's actually how we build strength, right? As we kind of go to our edges, we hold the line and we go, we like go to our edges and, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's, I gotta, I gotta take a break. And essentially that's, <laughs> essentially that's what happened for me. I did two years, I did two rounds rather of the training ground um, that pushed me I was like, I'm going to hold this landscape of transformative healing and people to step into the wholeness of their power. And that was spectacular. And it took me to the edges of what I knew was my own training ground. And then I was like, oh, this is past. I'm like, I'm, I'm not like, you, you have to take your weight back. I, I'm, I'm unstable in that. And then I had this, you know, I went through this divorce and this explosion, this demolition of my external life and, and, and really kind of took this commitment to listening to myself and then I engaged in this lovership. Uh, episode 49.5 is this beautiful conversation with this magical fucking human that came into my life and I just went to the complete edge. 
we had a check-in. We are in a very spacious chapter of our of our, our company together right now. It's not talking for like weeks or a month or whatever, just really walking on our own. And 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 in the winter, we talked recently in the winter, we talked about how we basically just like went to our edges of of capacity of of ourself and for partnering and everything and and went past it right really went past it and and I was completing the I love my life card game oracle deck academy this body of work that has been you know was was uh now it's oh my gosh it's like oh my gosh time is so wild but you know this four four to five year process now I started this over four and a half years ago and I was determined to complete it. I mean, I was, I had to, it was, it was, it was pushing, it had, it was, and it was pushing, and it was not only pushing me past my edges, but it was a birth portal. And if you don't know, a birth portal is also a death portal, because it's the same portal, the birth death portal. And it was, this whole process was this, this initiation into this kind of underworld flip side and it happened so intensely and so subtly and slowly and quickly right like what is a six to eight week time period is that fast is that slow I don't know I had one life in the end of November and then in January I was cross-eyed and was like what happened and then I dropped I ex I don't know I don't know how to describe it did I explode it did I dissolve it did I did I surrender? I ended. Who I was ended. And I, this body of work came through me. I had no plans. I had no clarity. And there I was. And then COVID hit. And there I was. And, and what I learned in that moment, and when I say moment, I mean months, okay? This is what I learned in the moment of this very quick dark night of the soul, this six to seven month kind of complete obliteration of ego, identity, self-worth, joy, sensation. I mean, just a complete a level of questioning of my life, um, desire. I mean, just, I mean, whoosh, you know, sometimes you just, it's a real portal, and what I learned was that I needed an even deeper, stable, more stable foundation of myself to do what I am so inspired and cultivated to do in the world, which is share myself, which is share myself. That is this like unrelenting desire, pleasure, pleasure urge in me. It's like, I want to sing. I want to dance. I want to pray. I want to drum. I want to build stuff. I want to write poetry. I want to make a million podcasts. I want to tell stories. I want to be with people. I want to be left the fuck alone. I want all of those things. And I, I want to radiate this majesty, this experience, this light, this radiance, this truth, this knowing of what this planet and us as a interconnected kind of living inner species energy experience that is this earth time like what's possible and then I want to see it and weave it and co-create it co-create it with the people that I interact with that's what I want and for me to do that I couldn't I couldn't be running these patterns of for someone else. I can't do those things for someone else. I can't. I can't do those things for someone else. I can't be me or be happy for someone else. I can't be just. I can't be equitable. I can't uh, present a good company value system that is perpetuating an anti-racist agenda for someone else if I want it to be whole. I have to do it for the integrity and the authenticity and the wholeness of my own being. It needs to come from in there. And if there's anything in there that is scared to do it for myself, I'm incredibly vulnerable to what someone else wants from me. Very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. And it's it's rounds, right? It's rounds. It's like I just think about where I was at like 
all these different chapters at 20, at 25, at 30, at 35, I just turned 36, you know, so even just a year ago, like I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, 35 was completely different from 25. 25 was completely different from 15, you know, completely. And, and so it's, it's not a place for me to look at myself or for you to look at yourself and say, God, I did it so fucked up. Yes. Grief. When you come into it, that's why I use the word reckoning. Did a lot of reckoning when I, when I looked and I saw, damn, like, fuck, I did it again. And I didn't do it the way that I did it before, but I did it in another unconscious way. And I did it again. I created dependence where it was not appropriate. And from that place, I lost my center of self and I behaved in a way that was not honoring of the truth of myself or that which I was interacting with friends, lover, family, bank account, business plan. Like, and for me, it was not even like any of, for me, this past window hasn't been any of those specific landscapes so much as I was just in this, like, (laughs) I don't even know what this image is that I have in mind. It's just this, like, it's like, is there some sort of tool that can go under? It's like, thinking of a rug and you know how like there's the top of the rug and then there's where it's woven woven underneath it's like if you're looking at the top rug on top but then underneath there's just claws (laughs) that are like this rug's got to go so it's just kind of ripping this weaving because the weaving was not good for where I wanted to go next the weaving was very good for surviving and very good for making the best out of a situation okay and it's really important to, to be willing to do both of those things, to have that self-compassion of saying like, wow, I did fucking amazing. Like I'm not dead. <sighs> dead is such an interesting, I have such an interesting relationship with that right now. And I don't mean that in a light, like a light casual way. I mean that in like what, like what is it to live and what is the body and what is the soul and, and the respect of that. But, but in this very like uh, true heartbeat way like I my heart is still beating like I've done what I can and the costs that many of us have done for a moment or for generations so that our heartbeat keeps beating while someone else's either does or doesn't is extremely costly to the planet and to our heart that keeps beating right Like when we make choices to survive for ourselves at the cost knowingly or unknowingly, but intrinsically knowing at the cost of others' well-being, it tatters us on a soulful level. And that's the part that I'm like, that's the soul level, that reweaving, that on that soul energetic level is not casual stuff. Like it's not, (laughs) spiritual bypassing is such a funny, I, and I, I can like see the places where I did it at different times in my life. Like meditation were definitely has definitely been my like drug of choice at times to kind of either get through or process to like either check out or be above but spiritual bypassing in general doesn't really make sense to me because I understand the spiritual journey being being an embodied journey a body journey and a body journey being an earth journey and a culture being and a, a culture being, <laughs> a culture being, I'm being in culture. I am in, I'm relating. I, it's a, we're in a vibrational landscape. We're a, constantly being affected by everything and affecting everything, right? So again, it comes back to this place of, do I want to just be a receiver of that information of the world telling me, or do I want to be a transmitter, a transmission center, a broadcasting system? Well, I'm clear about what I want to be. I want to be a broadcasting system and I want to be I am here to be a broadcasting system of the paradigm and the reality and the like real concrete manifested. I'm talking every person has a house. I'm talking every person safe on the street. I'm talking every child, every sexuality respected and held. And I don't just mean sexuality expression. I mean our bodies in our pleasure respected respected from the core from the beginning to the end that the passage that death our elders our land and that our land isn't our land that we own our land is our relationship I mean that's to me that's just real that's just sanity anything else than that is panic to me owning stuff controlling stuff I'm not saying I don't do it I'm not saying I'm not like totally above it but I do what I can to catch every moment that micro action or that that um 
the complicit action, right? The, my inaction that allows it to participate. And there's, there's, this, there's this kind of majesty that we're in right now, which is this great calling. And I want to be part of that calling for you. It's like, I'm another voice. It says, what are you going to do from here to bring the world that you say you want into being? I'm going to say it again. What are you going to do from here to bring the world you say you want into being? Because I believe we create the world. We create the world. It's not like, how do I create the world? We are doing it. We are creating our world. That's what we're doing every day. Every day. And so what are you going to do to create the world that you say that you want? And here's what it's really important for me to understand for my own being. And so I say this to myself and I say it to you, which is that this understanding of because it's not all about me, which it's not, I have to understand that I have a part to play. And it's not just one part because I don't just eat breakfast. I need, to, I need multiple meals a day. So I get to be multiple food throughout the day. I get to contribute and nourish in multiple ways, right? But I don't need to be every single food in the grocery store. I can be broccoli and I can be, I love potato chips, potato chips. And I can be fermented things like pickles and kombucha and, and pickled okra, okay? I can be those things. And my job is to be those things. I don't need to be everything. And so you don't need to be everything. You don't need to do everything. You don't. That's not the call to action here. The call to action is not go do everything anyone's ever said you were supposed to do to make this world a better place. <laughs> now you can sit with yourself and say, you know, may I complete every action that I'm inspired to complete throughout my lifetime. That's a powerful prayer. That's a bold prayer because our minds can, <laughs> woo, I don't know. I'm not, I know, I know the power of, of a prayer and intention. And, and mine is let me be my optimal impact. How can I be optimally serve this? And many of you know this story. Many of you know, if you walk with me, you know this story. You can probably finish this story. It was Occupy Philadelphia. We were fighting the fracking in Pennsylvania and I got home after a day of action and I went into my red tent temple and I laid down face down and I said, I cannot, I can't, I can't. 2011, I said, I can't stand to be on this planet if what I'm doing is just a little bit helpful. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. I need to be the optimal impact. If I'm going to be here, if I'm going to be in body, I need to be doing the thing that will most efficiently shift and deliver us into where we want to go, where we want to go, because I understand that the desire that I have is coming from a collective oneness, a trueness of, of evolution and possibility. Where do we want to go? I'm going there, and I'm going there. Who's coming with me? I'm going there. How do I get there? And how do I serve and bring? I know when I get there, we get there. If I see suffering outside me, that means I still got suffering inside me. It's a reflection, which means it's a tool. It's a place for me to say, if it's happening out there, then it's happening in here, even in the most micro level. And if it's happening in here, you best bet, bet that I am per perpetuating it happening out there. So if I'm having suicidal, self-hating, uh, self-deprecating, bullying, controlling, manipulating, oppressive behaviors towards myself, I must, I must become diligent at reconciling and healing and creating new behaviors inside myself because I do not want to be perpetuating that anymore. Not with a single frequency, not with a word, not with an action. I don't want that. I want to be radiating where we're going. Which means I got to reckon. I got to catch it. I got to see it. I got to replace it with a behavior. I got to hug the shit out of it when it happens. I got to say like, oh, this was passed down in your genetics. This was enculturated in your upbringing. And you still, you still get to just, you still just get to be loved right now. Sophia, you still get to be loved right now. That's what you get. Because I want to live in a world that loves the shit out of everything. So when I start to make a mess or I start to reveal a mess, my job is to love it with unbelievable courage and love it so much. Love it so much. And this is a lot of what my spring has been about. A lot about my, love it so much that I'm willing to make changes in my behavior and my action that is so uncomfortable.
that makes me just want to jump out of my skin, that makes me jump out of my skin, that makes me need to meditate for twice or four times as long and get all the help I can need and only talk to people who are going to be so kind and gentle with me because my nervous system and my everything system cannot, can barely stand what I'm asking it to do. I'm asking it to just do it different and everything I'm asking to do differently is this, is this, is, is counter to the coping of keeping me alive. And my body and my ego is saying, please don't kill me. And I'm saying, this is not going to kill you. This is going to give you the life, give you life, bring you to life. So stick with me. We're coming in and out, but we're going this way. And so there's, I just want to kind of offer this wave of if through COVID or through the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement, you've been waking up and coming in and out of your body, whether because this is new information or because it is not fucking new information and you know it and you've known it a long time. You've known it for five years or you've known it from the day you started to have conversations in your family. You've known it for your own safety. If you're having a hard time staying in your body, I give that love to you right now. And I give that blessing of it's okay to go in and out of your body. Just call yourself back. Just keep calling yourself back. This is me calling you back. It's okay that you left. It's okay that you just held on by a couple threads. It's okay that you're coming and you're going. It's tough. And you want your soul has a body here. Your soul wants a home in that body. My soul wants a home in this body. And so I offer this love to you. I offer this blessing to you. Come home in your body. Sometimes when we come home to our body, we find the place a mess. That's what neglect does. And I don't mean neglect in this like heavy, like raw neglect. I just mean like when we're not there. You know, it was a huge epiphany in my 20s when I realized that <laughs> clean wasn't a, um, a stationary thing. Like you couldn't arrive at clean, that clean was a process. That if you like cleaned a room and then you left and came back, you know, a week later or four months later, it would be dirty, right? Like that's just like, it's like it would be dusty and like stuff would be a little, you know, it'd be, it'd be a little dirty. In fact, living in a space and interacting with space is actually what kind of keeps it <laughs> bright and vibrant, right? If you just kind of close it off, we all know that. We've all experienced that space, something that was closed. I would go in there and you're like, oh my God, there's been no airflow. There's been no light. It's like dank. It's just whatever's happening there, okay? And when we come back home to our bodies, when we come back home to our beings, our incarnated landscape, okay, and we haven't been there, sometimes there's some tending and cleaning up to do. Almost always. And that can be its own precious thing. And that also can be a grief-ridden, aching time. can be really painful. Especially when we, um, when it's like, it's like I think about inheritance, right? I think about like a room, like an attic or going into a room in my own being. I'm like really on the metaphor here, right? So it's like I go into this own room and I open the door and then I find all this stuff that I'm like, or like have you, if you've ever <laughs> like opened a thing that you haven't opened in years and you're like, oh, I forgot this was here. I did not. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't take care of that, you know. And what if you opened a thing and you were like, oh, this has not been taken care of for a very long time. And because it hasn't been taken care of, a lot of people have been hurt. A lot of people have died or a lot of people have been severely hurt. Or the people that you love the most have been hurt. You know, I mean, that was me. It was like, oh, I looked and then I just, I had part of my reckoning in this time was I had like a two-week period where I got to call everybody from six months ago and say like, hey, remember that conversation that we had where I just didn't, <laughs> where I projected all of my self-hate onto you? I set you up in a conversation, allowed your silence or your agreement to reinforce how I was hurting myself and then I could walk away and say, I'm a terrible person, and this person says I'm a terrible person, which is a lie because they didn't say that. And it's manipulation because I controlled the conversation. And there's been distance in a relationship that I care about for six months because of that. I got to call a number of people <laughs> and say, hey, I did that thing. 
I did that exact thing and uh, I regret it. I feel sad and I'm calling to acknowledge that and make space and and to invest and create a new way to re to reinvigorate our connection through deep and authentic listening and exposure. You know, what is it for me for me to instead of have this kind of dynamic of like, well, you hate me and then you don't, you know, you don't say anything and then I walk away I'm like they hate me. What is it for me to say I'm really struggling with my own self-hate. I'm struggling with my self-hate. And I feel afraid um, to expose that to you or to feel that around you because I feel so vulnerable around your judgments or your ideas about what's valuable. I feel vulnerable in that, right? That's a different relationship. (laughs) Those are the relationships I like to have. I've worked really hard to have relationships like that. It was really jarring for me to kind of just dissolve in that, but I was dissolving across the board. And part of that dissolving has led me to where I am now. Sometimes that dissolving is, I mean, in my life, that dissolving has always been, always been. I just had this conversation with my Bessie. She called, she said, how you feeling? Last time we talked a little while ago, you were, um, like a few days ago, you were kind of in the feels, right? Like really in that space. And I said, yeah, you know, had a body work session, was menstruating in my moon time. I had kind of taken care of the actions that I knew I needed to take care of. And I knew that I was just, I needed to just practice and move through. I knew that in three days I would feel different. I said, it's why I've built my entire life (laughs) off of these concepts is because it it, it works. It's true. It was just right. Like I showed up, I did the work of self-reckoning. I got the support. And then I just needed a few days to integrate and to move through and to let go and to sit with my pain and to hold my pain and to let go of my pain, to be with it, to let it happen. And a few days later, there I was. I said, what a relief. I mean, it was this moment of being like, I'm glad that I, I know this to be true. This stuff works. This stuff works. I mean, my prayer, <laughs> my prayer and by begging <laughs> in my life has been like as a sensitive, highly responsive being, Right. I have prayed and asked for and researched and studied what are the things that actually are efficient for not feeling like a trash fire and for not being a trash fire and not being a trash fire igniter, you know, like, (sighs) so just reminded of that, of just being like, I just went through that process this past week of just being like, I knew, like, I was like, I just, it feels rough right now, but I just got to give it 72 hours. I did the things and they're moving through. And boom, and here we are, and here we are. And so I want to talk a little bit about just like a little bit of like a transition and kind of like I did at the beginning, like so, and here I am. And I want to share with you part of what I came through, part of what I've come into. Hello, they call me Sophia Wise One, sometimes referred to daughter of the wind or spider queen. And I, among many other things, am a sexual priestess. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? It means a lot of things and it means nothing because that's what all words mean. I understand that my, one of my major healing medicines on this planet is my generative, creative energy, sexual life creating energy. And I understand that I get to choose through the cultivation and practice of engaging with that energy, how I use that in praise and in service And in the cultivation of the world and the life that I want to live inside me and outside me. I do that alone. I do that in community in all sorts of ways, right? And I do that, um, I've done it. Not at, the, not at the moment today, not, part, not participating in a partnering model, but I, I do, I have that capacity, okay? And what I know and what I've received through my many lifetimes is that's part of the medicine that I carry. And one thing that's really important to me that I understand is that everything else, (laughs) my whole life that I've been preparing for, what is it to be a sensitive being and what are the most efficient methods to (laughs) settle your own trash fire and only ignite trash fires when you um, are willing (laughs) and ready (laughs) and being equipped to how you navigate trash fires, right? So it's not just about controlling the trash fire. It's also about respecting the trash fire. So 
or compost, you know, what's a great fuel? Just fucking literally burn that shit. It is an efficient fuel, you know, like I don't, I don't want to make any of these things fundamentally wrong. There's a place, there is a place for the burn it the fuck down. There's a lot of places for that, especially when we're in a place where we realize things have to change. Fire is a powerful transmutator, okay? So it's about respecting and being in respectful relationship with these powers. Respectful relationship with these powers. Respect does not mean control. Say it with me. Respect does not mean control. One more time. Respect does not mean control. Okay? So when I respect fire, it doesn't mean I control fire. It doesn't mean I control my own. It doesn't mean I control anybody else's. It doesn't mean I control it outside me. It means I respect it. It means I relate to it in a way that understands and respects its potency, what it needs. And I can create a landscape that is, I think I'm literally sitting in Taos, New Mexico as I record this right now, on the hill, El Salto, and, uh, and during a, a major kind of drought, dry season with a lot of fires moving through here, this particular hill, people went to work and they realized, wow, we haven't tended the land. And if the fires came through here, we would be in a lot of trouble. And so they got to tend the land. Does the tend land mean cut down every single tree? No. No, it does not. It means there's certain parameters around your house that you tend. It means there's certain branches that you cut down. It means there's certain things that you dig or you honor or you take care of. That's respecting. It's not about controlling. It's about respecting. Okay? Because those fires are part of the alchemy and the medicine. And so there's a way that we can anticipate and respect or participate, even invite those things. And so what I know now, as I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, I said, God, universe, creator, divine energy coursing through me, all I want in this world to make me happy, all I want, I know what will make me happy, make me happy, God, make me happy. What I want is to have, when inspiration comes to me, that I let it come through. Instead of doing this thing, and I know some of you feel me on this, Instead of doing this thing where the creative energy comes in or comes up or comes out, starts to come, and then it's like, oh, no, not here, not in front of this person, not shrink, 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 shrink. Nope. You know what that does? Doesn't make me happy. That's what it does. It makes me sad. Made me fucking sad my whole life. You want to know why I was sad? Because I was fighting myself. You want to know I was depressed? Because I was hating and angry at myself for being the very way that I am. What a relief. We, the, the good news is there's a way out. Like when we see that, it's like, oh, I don't have to fucking hang myself every day. I could instead just make different expectations and different agreements in my life, in my relationships, in my uh, expectations or my commitments to myself. Right? So here we go. So now I went from going, I had one podcast, Vagina Talks, loved it, beautiful. And then I was like, but I really, I really want to drop into a place where we're just telling the medicine stories. Like, I just want to drop into that space, you know? And so then I was like, I'm shifting it and we're calling it medicine caller. Like, that's who we are. That's what we're doing. And then I took that journey and that, <laughs> his best journey is, <laughs> you can go check out that season. It's like the, it's like the dark night of the soul. It's like this, <laughs> it's this, it's this, do- it's this documentation of just me falling backwards into a bottomless pit and then COVID hitting and me just like getting as many other people that are like sensitive, loving medicine callers on the show to just be like, let's dream the world. Let's dream the world. And I'm just kind of cross-eyed and and bright hearted in that place of in, you know, kind of in that, in that underworld space. So that's the first season of medicine caller. And then I was like, and I had this feeling, this knocking door. And if you're, you know, we hang out with me, you guys know Emerald Peaceful Green Forest. And we were having a conversation and she was like, you know, Sophia. And it was, I think maybe even before she said it, I was like, I know. She was like, you bring vagina talks back. And I was like, oh, you said it out loud. And I've been saying it inside and I know it's true. So it's true. It's true. It's true. So I was like, okay. All right. Okay. Like you got to let it go. If you love something, let it go. And it's meant to be, it'll come back to me. And so this kind of resurgence as I was kind of reaching out to people and doing my podcasting tour, I'm doing, I'm going on a bunch of other shows with really wonderful podcast hosts, incredible humans that are just weaving stories and, and people together, really beautiful. And I noticed I kept wanting to talk about vaginas and pelvic floors. And I was like, oh, I do. I really do. I love talking about that stuff. I love the medicine. But I also really, I really can talk about that for a long time. 
I really can. I really like to. I really want to. It's like, okay, bring him back. Bring him back vagina talks. I was like, and medicine caller, I want it even more like, let's just fucking like just medicine story it. Just like drop in there. Just like, boom, like maybe some conversation, but I really just want to like get in that like get in that storytelling mode and get into that medicine mode. So maybe it's not storytelling, just, I don't know, but there's a particular energy about it that feels different than vagina talks. It's just like, it's, it's a different expression and desire, this pull for me. So medicine caller is still coming in. The, we find our, vagina talks back in the world. We've got medicine caller is, is finding its way, finding its voice. And then we have this little thing that I made a long time. The first podcast I always knew I wanted to make. The reason I went to the first podcasting conference that I went to, which was, oh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, it's the Indie Podcasting Conference now with Joe Pardo, I think. But it was MapCon at the time, Mid-Atlantic Podcasting Conference. And it's this little podcasting conference. And it's so dear and so good and just got all the heart. And I was there because I had this deck and I was going to turn my deck into a podcasting series. And... And I am. That's what's happening. So it's the I Love My Life podcast. And uh, each of the cards from the deck, I am having a, a guest, an expert, a brilliant, kind human who really knows what the fuck they're talking about, as much as any of us do, right? But people who really, really walked with it. Because each of the cards, each of the teachings in the game, I've said this a lot as I've sat with them over the years as they've taught me as the game, as the book, the game, the videos, every, every piece of it taught me, the practices taught me, would remind me, it's not my, they're not my teachings. They're the teachings. They're just the teachings that are, that have served me and that have come through me and that have, have um, walked their way out of my bones into my life and walked their way into my bones and into my life. And so to bring other people on, other voices on, and to talk about, like, tell me what you know about this teaching. Tell me what you know. So, so that podcast, which is where you can find all the medicine songs that I put in the game in the deck, I actually kind of hid them in the podcasting world. So they're inside the academy, but they're actually the, the, um, the first 20, the first track is the opening from the book, the first podcast for I Love My Life podcast. And then the next 20 podcasts are actually medicine songs. They're sing along, call and response. And, um, and then, yeah, call and response kind of learning. And then some just like sing along, um, really raw, really precious, really authentic. They're not, um, not highly produced or anything like that. They're just kind of the raw medicine space. And so on top of those, um, we're going to talk about the teachings and, and have, have, have people come in and share their wisdom on the teachings. And so, and I'm not done. I'm not done. Thank you for being with me. So I'm excited about that. And the other thing that has come through me in the past year, and I'm sitting in this place right now, understanding this is like total vagina talks moment. Like, hi friends. <sighs> So I love stories. I love transformative storytelling. I love transmission storytelling. And I am, if you haven't seen it already, I am launching a podcast called Temple Erotica, Stories of Sacred Sexuality. And these are stories. These are, this is erotica. They are yummy stories. And I am communing these stories are the transmissions, the stories, the initiations that I, I know my being has had in other lifetimes, but that I know I need and want for myself now. Ones that I can feel like that have dreamed inside me from earliest times in my body like what would it have been to a lot of reclamation stories of yummy 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 what is it to kind of know and be in our bodies so I'm feeling really nervous and really excited because I love telling a story and I love telling a sexy story I really really do it's very pleasurable for me and I did it a couple times in this past year in a couple different circumstances, and it was so pleasurable for me. And it did it most recently on uh, Sunny Megatron's American Sex podcast for her Patreon back end. Uh, they do this bonus, this bonus talk, and uh, and I shared the story. And then she was like, "Yo, Sophia, you should make a podcast." And I was like, "Oh no, 
out because the day before somebody had posted a thing and that was like and I had this feeling of being like oh yeah I think I'm gonna write like sacred sexuality erotica that's that's probably my desk nobody's confused about that that's obvious <sighs> so and it's cool I had this moment recently where I was like oh when am I gonna feel bad about my dad finding out about this and I had this glorious moment where I was like wow I mean maybe I will but like nope like I really burned <laughs> here it is I I, I exploded my external life and my internal life so much so that every important relationship in my life looks at me and goes, Sophia's got to do what she's got to do. That's it. She's going to go wherever she needs to go on the planet. She's going to say what she needs to say. She's going to do what she needs to do. And I know that to be true. And I have had these awkward moments with my family at different times where they've been like, are you? And I'm just like, this is, what, I'm a spider queen. <laughs> Like, what are those buttons on your head? These are my spider eyes. (laughs) You know, it's just like kind of breaking through all those things and just being like, wow, I really, and I claim this for myself. Like I, I did everything that I needed to do, which was a lot of destruction (laughs) because I had built so much of my idea of love, connection, faith, trust, uh, community support based on this, like needing permission from other people. And so I had to burn a lot of that down. I had to really break a lot of those to feel free and and know that I was the authority to give myself permission. And what I can say is I was so afraid that that would mean I would lose the people that I loved. Turns out (laughs) love is not the same as permission. So when I stopped engaging in these permission subtlety dynamics, the love remained. And in fact, it's stronger and clearer because it's not convoluted or watered down or tangled in these permission tangles. And so I'm just having this incredible experience of going like, whoa, like when I'm struggling with this, it's not this external who I need permission from moment. It's not. Glory be. What am I going to do to celebrate that? I don't know. Something amazing. (laughs) Do something amazing. Wow. I just said that. And I meant it. And I feel it. I feel it. It's, there's truth in that that's holding me. That's like holding me. Whoosh. I offer that to you. Like just take that. Like whatever you're feeling right now, if you just want to send that to a place in your body or your being or a relationship or an idea in your head, just like that permission, survival bond, like whoosh, dissolve. And the Real fucking love, you know? I think what really blew my life up was that um, Aaron, this lover human in my life, and, and myself, you know, the way that I was loving and feeling and, and seeing and envisioning and committing to myself was so unparalleled. And it brought me into this place where I was willing to believe in true love like I never had before. But I knew that I didn't know what it was. It was like I had gone to these edges of what I had thought were possible, which meant immediately I knew more was possible. I mean, that's right. I mean, that's the miracle of life. It's like you go to the edge and then where are we? It's like, it's not, there's not an edge. There's not an edge. There's this expansion. And I said, okay. And that's when I began to pray for true love. Show me true love. And I'll tell you what, in case you don't know it, in case you don't know it, I'll tell you now. When you pray for something, what you were doing is you were inviting a consciousness and awareness for everything that's standing between you and that thing. So when I asked to, to know and to live and to embody true love, that meant everything that was standing between me and true love got to come up and be revealed. And that is that. And then I went in a deep, deep descent. So that's where we are. And we are, a lot of people have joined us. A lot of us are, are, have been on this journey for a long time and understand that it is a continuous journey, which is white supremacy, colonialism, the destruction of our, our, our selves <laughs> in, the, in each other, war and rape culture, um, uh, anti-blackness. Th- these are, are very real um, uh, components of the of the landscape that we've been navigating and that to live in a life of to live in a world of true love to live in a world of of beauty we get to see the things that are so toxic and poisonous to those things right and then we get to see where they are outside we get to see where they are inside we get to take action and we get to pray 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 we get to 
ask for so much fucking help. You do not need to figure this out alone. You get to listen to the people who have been thinking about it for decades longer than you or way more than decades. You get to pray to our ancestors, to our guides, to the vibrational understanding, to the intergalactic beings that are cheering us on to have this vibrational evolution. Like we are here for the long run. I am here for the long run. I'm here for the long run. I am here to deliver us. It's not a week. You know, you want to know why this movement was so powerful right now? Because it's not right now. Because <laughs> it's a long fucking, because it's big. This wave was coming a long time ago. On top of that, on top of that, on top of that. They're not segments. Sometimes when we when people talk about it in the news, they talk about the, the, um, to the, these riots or these actions or these moments as though they're not collective, as though they're not um, sequential, as though everybody forgot after one of those. And that's not true. Some people forgot. Some people moved on. But other people created that fertile soil and brought new things forward. New ideas, new vibrations, new understandings, new healings. And we cycle and we cycle and we cycle. And what we're seeing now, what we're in the middle of is another cycle. And every round, every thousand people, every million people that go, their heart turns on and they say, I'm going to keep you on. That's where miracles become possible. And a miracle, my definition of a miracle, is healing that's, all, that's happening right? Because healing's always happening. Healing is this long, like this long, continuous reshifting, 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 reshifting. And a miracle is when you just make a huge jump, a healing that was always going to happen, but it happens in an instant. So you were always on your way, but miracle healing is shifts just like that. And every time we as a collective, and by a collective, I mean you in yourself as a collected being, <laughs> in your own, think about how many cells are in your body. If you have one moment where they sing the same vibration, that is a collective making a pulse wave through everything. You add a second person to that, you add a hundred people to that, you add a thousand people to that, you add a million people that have a moment of clarity in that. These are waves that change things. Vibrational, the vibrational landscape is what creates the manifested physical landscape. And shifting the manifested landscape shifts the vibration of that landscape. And when I talk about use all the tools, that's what I'm talking about. Shift the vibrational landscape and participate in the physical. It's like body work, right? I can meditate and meditate and meditate. But yo, when a practitioner puts their hands on me and I link my breath and their attention and my attention and we move a wave, the world changes, in a way that is magnificent. And so, yes, I can sit alone and meditate, but why would I do that when I can sit alone and meditate and then also receive body work or also give body work and have that wave turn or do that collective healing in a circle with a group of people with eight hands on my body or 16 hands on my body? Right? And so, when I talk about collective or when I talk about cultural change or I talk about action, right? Money, vibration, where you spend your money, how you spend your money, when you speak up in an instance or you don't. All of these different things, right? That's what I'm talking about. You can shift the vibration. We, get, we have a million ways to shift the vibration. And so the question is, what are the ways that you're going to shift your vibration into the vibration of that which you say you want? Because when you vibrate in it, you call it into being. So I said at the beginning, what's the way? And that's true because that moment, that focus, that's what's your way. But your way, I'm going to tell you your way. Your way is to be you. You can take that if it serves you. And if you don't, of course, let it go. Your way is to be you. And then when you're you, there will be multiple ways that you shift vibration. Your specific ways that you, that you touch a form and the vibration shifts, and specific ways that you shift vibration in your form, and that's reflected back out from you. So Vagina Talks is back in the mix. Check out my other podcasts if you like to hang out with me. They're going to be, you know, I'm not going to just, I'm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to drop, uh, I mean, who knows what will happen, but right now I'm, you know, looking at, at, at 
kind of a weekly podcast. So Vagina Talks and Medicine Caller and I Love My Life and Temple Erotica. Gonna, you know, so if you want to just kind of roll with me, go subscribe to all of those and you'll get a weekly or so a dose of some adventure. And the other thing that I want to say is I am launching a Patreon and I would love you to come check it out. And how I'm launching it right now is uh, every tier just gets you in. I'm basically doing like a sliding scale, join the temple. Like I'm going to find out, we're going to find out together. But one of the things that I know definitely happen in that space is um, live streams, like real, just kind of real raw me doing ceremony and doing things like that. I'm going to do community check-in circle, healing space stuff in the virtual landscape. I love doing that stuff. And um, I'm going to release my music, my soul songs, my poetry, um, podcasts. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that's like patron only. One of the things I'm really excited about is I'm going to record some of the Temple Erotica as live. So if you're with me, I'm going to do some of my shows live and have question and answer segments with the guests. And um and more than anything else, it's an invitation for just a chance for you to support because this is the work I'm putting out into the world. I'm going to keep pulsing it, putting it out into the world. And as I do that, I'm opening to receive, to be part of the, the continuum to receive. So please consider joining. Uh, join and just throw it your, uh, <laughs> throw what you can that way, you know, like wherever, whether it's $5 or whether it's $50, whether it's $500 a month. I am open to receiving and I know that that will contribute to uh, your life and will contribute to the vibrations into the universe. So please go check that out. And if there's something that you want access to and that Patreon door, that dollar door is in the way, you just send me a message, okay? Because dollars are a way of shifting and I don't want, I don't want that to be a shut door. So just, uh, just looking, looking for a space to grow and to support and to give and to be supported, to be part of that continuum. So loves, welcome back to Vagina Talks. I love you. I'm grateful for you. If you'd like it, I would invite you. I'm going to offer you a blessing right now. So if you want to just take a moment to breathe. May the disturbances in your heart, mind, and body settle. May the clarity of your being and why you have dreamed yourself into a body and into a life and into a world in the first place come clear. May you remember who you are. Remember that your ancestors walk with you. Remember that your spirit guides are available to help and want to. Remember that when you heal, we heal, so be courageous and kind. Love yourself with everything that you can and learn how to love yourself even better. Be delighted by your own pleasure. Savor the courage in your heart and savor the love and the preciousness of every life that crosses your path. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I look forward to being with you. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Stay safe in there. Love you, love you, love you. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place.
Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.